0: I don't know whether you can hear me or not. Maybe some of what I'm saying will I go through. Alright, welcome back to Trust God Bro, episode 24! Woo! So, we got in the studio today, uh, Madison cooper and Jesse Schliff. And so... I'm excited. Today we're talking about worship and trusting God um, with, and particularly in song worship. But it's just funny. I'm, I'm, I wanted you guys to do this because I think you both have like the heart behind worship. And this is very, like out of all the people I know, like you guys are like top tier people of like worship and just like, I really do trust what you're saying. With that being said, you're not like the ultimate, like, you know, I know everything about worship but um yeah i'm excited um for this but before we begin let's talk about like who are you guys um and i guess like as a premise um how i know you guys i mean madison um i went to mexico um for a summer that's how i first met madison um and you're pretty much the volunteer coordinator at the time and so you lived in mexico for a while actually when i was getting ready for this episode I was sending out text, um, I was like, hey, I'm gonna, let's do this time at this place, mm-hmm. and then I have an Android, and so when people like messages, it comes back to me, and it says, oh. <laughs> you know, Madison Schmidt liked, blah, 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 yeah. and it was, le gusto, <laughs> 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 blah, 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 so you know, like, her phone settings are in, like, Spanish, um, but anyways, yeah, who are you guys, where are you from, what do you do, whatever you think you want to include. Okay. You want to go first? Um, sure. Okay.
1: Um, I'm Jesse Schlipp. I'm from Gridley, Illinois. Um, I've actually been on the podcast before, so maybe you don't need to go super Yeah, deep I forgot about I that. Um, yeah, I just graduated college. I'm a app developer right now. and Yeah, I'm excited to talk about worship. Uh, it's, it's funny to me that Dayton thinks of me as a person who is <laughs> naturally good at worship because I feel like the exact opposite of that. Like, I see other people who seem to have a knack for it, and I feel like I don't, which in some ways make, I mean, it makes me think about it a lot. It gives mm-hmm. me some intentionality, but it's definitely not something that comes natural to me. And maybe Madison can comment on this later if it maybe it doesn't come naturally to anyone. I mean, it requires mm-hmm. that intentionality. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting ahead. Go ahead. Sure. Right. <laughs> Next, Madison?
2: Okay. Um, I'm Madison, as Dayton said. I... I um, did live in Mexico for about five years with my family, and um, we worked as missionaries there with kiddos, and now I live back in Illinois, and I am in school for behavioral psychology, um, and I work as a behavior therapist at Easter Seals.
0: Mm, very cool. I mean, yeah. Easter Seals is a really cool place, and um, but no, I mean, that's really cool what your family has done. Um, so what do you guys like to listen to? Like, who's your favorite artist? If someone walked up in the street and was like, hey, who do you like to listen to? What would you say?
2: That's the hardest question ever. That's like saying, um, "Who? what is your favorite dessert? Like, you can't <laughs> say, like I, guess, I mean, yeah. I guess you can answer it, but you know, if you no, have two different one. desserts in front of you, you're going to says it's those. easy, but <laughs> <What>? favorite, favorite <laughs> okay. artist? Okay. Oh. Uh, um, one person I've really started listening to is John Mark... Pantana, Mm -hmm. I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, so good. I Mm. love his album um, Love Secrets. Mm. I think it's one of his newest. Yeah, that's a good one. That's
1: awesome. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Jesse. I think my go-to is probably Sela. Of just something that I can, some classic hymns that I can harmonize with some really good arrangements. Mm. Jamming in the
0: car on the way to work. (laughs) This is a funny story. So Jesse um, from. What I know of Jesse, he, he loves like instruments and music and different instruments. And I remember you telling me that you wanted to get an instrument that you could play while you're in the car, you know, when you're driving places. And what you decided on was the... was the harmonica. Uh, I tried the ukulele. It did not work. <laughs> while you're well.
2: driving?
0: But the harmonica
2: works pretty <laughs> well. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, That is very impressive. It's really not. It does not sound good. (laughs) Well, it's just fun though. And it's just funny though. It's like you want to play an instrument so badly while you're driving. Like most people just turn on the radio, (laughs) but I mean, not Jesse, I guess. Um, yeah. So the start of this episode, um, I was sitting there with one of my roommates and I asked him a question of like, Hey, like we're going to talk about this. Um, what do you think? And he says something, I'm going to quote him. And he said that, Music is one of the best cases for God. Like, what is music? It's vibrations in the air, but yet elicits an emotional response in humans. We don't know why, but it's so cool. And you can feel things more. And he says, music helps me express what I love. Princer. (laughs) He's, you know, he's just a normal guy, but he said that. And I was like, dude, that's, that's really true. So to start, this is a broad topic. And so we're gonna try to narrow it down to song worship. Knowing your background and you guys, I mean, you lead worship in different ways. Um, speaking of, I mean, like, what are ways that you guys have like been able to in your life, like, incorporate like song worship and lead worship, or Do we can I, can you elaborate? We can skip this question. I no, was just no, saying. No, no, I that. just don't. I, I don't just think to you're... give people an idea of like how in the past, like, in what ways you lead worship and oh, like sure. wor- worship nights. I don't know if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand that. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Someone's just going we reward things. Um, so um, I think the first time I actually got into leading worship was I think sophomore year at the ISU retreat. I really, I like learned guitar a decent amount before high school, but then kind of lost most of it but then we were at retreat and there wasn't anyone who knew how to play guitar and they found one somewhere. Yeah. And someone knew that I had played before. (laughs) So they presented it to me and I kind of had to figure it out from there, which honestly was really good for me Mm -hmm. to have a little responsibility of learning, picking the guitar back up, being intentional, trying to figure out what worship means or what it means to lead worship. Mm Um, and then since then I've, basically continued to help lead worship, and other people have kind of taken up on the role as well, but mm-hmm. helping to lead worship at ISU Bible Studies and such.
2: Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of how it happened for me, too. I, like, <laughs> didn't ever lead worship until there wasn't anybody to lead worship, and yeah. then um, I was the one who could play and knew what they were doing somewhat, so... Um, huh. I started, I think, playing for the Gridley Young Group. Ooh, it would have been whenever like Brock mm-hmm. Wigan and uh-huh. Josh Sear left. So
1: yeah, that would have been back I was, when I was in like active.
2: Yeah, so. A long time ago. <laughs> yeah, beginning of high school, oh, wow. like that. So, and I've also had the opportunity to play with um, the Ignite Band, mm-hmm. which has been really awesome. Wow. Um, yeah, and I led worship a lot down in Mexico too mm-hmm. for the church there.
0: Yeah. So. Um, I think what I like about you guys too is just like, um, you guys feel like you have to express worship in your lives. Like it's not like, not a duty, but it is a delight, you know, and just it's in order for you to express your love for God. Like it has to be expressed in song. And I think that's the feeling most people should have in the relationship with God. Um, because the idea is of this whole topic, we all worship something Everyone in all of society worships something. So on the way here, I'm driving. I had a little bit of drive, and I, Justin Bieber came out with a new album. This is the second time I've, <laughs> I've talked it's about It's so good, actually. Yeah, no, it, it's not bad. Like, I really am, like, vibing with it. I mean, have you listened? I have not.
2: Jesse, keep up.
0: <laughs> it's okay. I'm not a huge Justin Bieber fan, um, but there's a theme in it. And I think if you really draw out the theme, he's really talking about worship, and he's talking about, like, he says, like, I would die for you. Like, your love is better than life or stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And you can see that Justin Bieber is telling you to worship love. And it's like, you can all, you can tie worship to our purpose. When people really enjoy, like, running or whatever, like, people feel like they have to talk about it. And I, feel, I think it's, like, one of those things that's, like, the things we worship are part of, like, give us a sense of fulfillment, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so that's the idea. We all worship something, and, you know. And C.S. Lewis and his book on the Psalms, he says the world rings with praise. You know, lovers praising their mistresses, readers their favorite poet, walkers praising the countryside, players praising their favorite game, praise of weather, wine, dishes, actors, motors, horses, colleges, countries, historical personage, uh, blah 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 blah. So that that's the idea of what he's saying. It's like we are in a society of worship, and it's going all around us. But God doesn't need us, so I guess the question I want to ask is like, He doesn't need us to worship. Why? Why worship? What's the point of worship? And you can take a little bit of time to think about it too, because sure. it's not like a easy question. But
2: Well, I was thinking about it today, mm-hmm. that exact question of mm-hmm. um, why worship God instead of worshiping something that sure. maybe feels a little more... Um, fulfilling in the moment, yeah, um, you know, just all those things that you were talking about—the physical world around us—and um, what I had come, the the basis of what I had come to was that worship is a is a choice to trust God, mm-hmm. and for me and my relationship with God, that's that trust is foundational, mm-hmm. um, and so worship is my way of choosing God, mm-hmm. um, and. Yeah, choosing to set my affections on him mm-hmm. rather than um, all the things around me.
0: Yeah, not so true. You have any thoughts on that, Jesse? Yeah,
1: pretty much the the same thing. I mean, I think there is an aspect of you you know, God being our Father and him him loving, hearing us, mm-hmm. hearing us sing and use our talents and and acknowledge Him. Yes. And acknowledge our love for Him, but like Madison was saying, personally, I think it's probably more for us than it is for him mm-hmm. of we need that we need worship we need that acknowledgement of whether it's music whether it's with our actions that acknowledgement of our faith mm. of acknowledging God's goodness and God's rightness mm. um it's just such a mm. core part of yes what we need to be doing to keep the right perspective mm.
0: Yeah, you see, it's like worship has to be God-centered, and because it's it really is. He's self-sustaining. He doesn't need us to, but really it's like in that we find our delight. Um, because, you know, like people say, for example, I worship McDonald's. I'm like, I'm the biggest McDonald's fan, or whatever. It's like, have you guys ever tried their Shamrock shakes? No. No? I'm so sorry. Okay, you're missing out. It just <laughs> ended. You. Just ended. But um, basically, uh, I'm all telling you all about McDonald's, um, but... Or even Justin Bieber, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Justin Bieber's like all about love. Like you need to find your ultimate sense of satisfaction and self worth in love. Um, the thing is, though, love is going to fail me on some regard. You know, like that type of love that he's talking about, I guess. Um, so we need, we long to worship something that isn't going to let us down, that's of value and worth. So it's like the best thing God could give us, the best thing we could worship is to be worshiping God because he won't let us down he's the ultimate thing that we long for um is for us to worship God and God-centered worship so it's like worship and our sense of purpose and like go hand in hand and um John Piper says God's most glorified in us um, when we're most satisfied in him and I just think that's really true that when we are um loving God uh that he's going to be most glorified and he doesn't need that um I don't know, I think C.S. Lewis in his book kind of wrestles with this. It's like, isn't that egotistical for God to, like, demand our worship and be like, hey, like, worship me. Like, he And Isaiah says, um, for the people I have created for my glory, you know, for mm. my praise. Does that sound, like, egotistical to you guys? Like, do you think God is, like, an egomaniac that, like, demands worship and, like, you know?
2: Mm. Oh, I've read so many commentaries on this. <laughs> a lot of them from yeah. C.S. Lewis yeah. and John Piper and... Um, they say it so much more eloquently than Mm -hmm. maybe I will, but, um, I think because God is, hmm, because God is good, Mm -hmm. because he is, um, God himself, Mm -hmm. if he were to have us worship or just Mm -hmm. allow us to worship anything but himself, Mm. um... He would no longer be God, first of all. Mm-hmm. And it would also no longer be a loving God. Yes. You know. Um,
0: That's huge.
2: Yeah. I don't have as many fancy words as maybe C.S. Lewis would. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Any thoughts?
1: Yeah. I mean, as far as God, uh, like, seeming egotistical in his desire of worship, mm-hmm. I mean, most of, most of the time when you think of an egotistical person, like, it's someone who's looking for, looking for worth, like that they don't necessarily deserve. Yeah. The difference here is that God is completely worthy. Yes. Dude. And He's sovereign and He's powerful and hmm. like there's there there can't be any egotisticalness about it. Like He's deserving of all the mm-hmm. praise we can give Him and so much
0: more. Yeah. Hmm. That no, that's perfect. I think that's exactly right. It's like God actually lives up to the hype. You know, there's other people that say on earth, like, McDonald's demands it. And you're like, dude, McDonald's, you don't live up to this worship. And we're like, Justin Bieber, it's like, hey, this this love you're talking about doesn't live up to this worship. But God, he actually does live up to this worship. So I know that this is the most satisfying thing for me. It's never going to let me down. And so it's good for God to say that. That say, I created you for my glory. Because um, that's our purpose. And that's, like, really good for us. And so that's the first thing. God... Um, worship is God-centered. So when it comes to song worship, when we talk about singing, um, it comes out if it's not focused on God. I think sometimes you can hear songs that are even like um, maybe a Christian song, but the whole, like the lyrics in it are just talking about, you know, um, there's no really even references to God sometimes and just being like, build me up, like plant me firm. And those things are biblical, but if it's not even mentioning like the firmness of Christ or stuff like that, um, I don't know have you guys ever experienced that like mm-hmm. like and I guess the, the lead up question to this is like there's songs and ways we can express ourselves that aren't God centered and how have you found it helpful to have God centered music and lyrics in your life and specifically like truth lyrics you know because you can sing songs without truth um, but I don't think they're as powerful um, so like how have you found that in your life yeah, I think that's exactly right. That like,
1: the song doesn't necessarily have to have to be explicitly Christian, right? To glorify God, like if we're using our gifts and talents mm-hmm. that He's given us. But there is definitely a, a very distinct difference between that, mm-hmm. you know, glorifying God or the which is beneficial to Him mm-hmm. and is enjoyable for us, and and true worship, which is. It's the edification of it's not just the music the the, the music aids uh, the words mm-hmm. penetrating in our hearts mm-hmm. but the point is still the words
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's like you kind of need them together so theology is the study of God and like you know truth spirit and then the spirit of like um doxology which is the praise of God you know so you have theology and doxology and they have to go together you can't have just doxology it's like man I just want to worship it's like you have to have theology so uh, that's good
2: yeah i have some thoughts too i mm-hmm. was reading um an article from the gospel coalition mm-hmm. um it's called the theology of worship yeah um, so very applicable hmm. and that's cool one of the quotes from there was the gospel is what we proclaim in worship mm-hmm. and specifically worship that um, is corporate worship mm-hmm. or um you know involving music and words and song and prayer um And that's really been what I think for me is the basis of, you know, when I'm setting up maybe a set list for a worship night, Mm -hmm. um, I long, I need to tell the story of the gospel Mm -hmm. um, because it's what I need to hear, Yeah, you know? And, um, that's, uh, really what I think is most biblical Mm -hmm. as far as worship goes. Um, Mm. you know, there's a. The chapter in Isaiah I think mm-hmm. it's Isaiah 6 where Isaiah himself is um it's kind of like a liturgy of worship mm-hmm. where he starts by just approaching God and just being in awe of him mm. um and then he goes to confession of sin mm. and recognizing in sin his sin and then um then it moves into a time of repentance and um then recognizing the work of christ and mm-hmm. um, obviously for isaiah that was the grace of god at that time yeah. and um yeah and then moving on into how god's grace is moving us forward and yeah um, it's a really neat chapter to study mm. in regards to worship and so that's kind of the mm, can't think of the word maybe like just the the motive for me at least when I'm going into worship and Mm. leading especially people in worship is to tell the story of the gospel. Mm. Um, Because what better praise could we give God than to thank Him for the greatest gift that He's given us. Exactly. uh, Which is the gospel.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was telling Jesse before this of like, yeah, man, like I really just wanted to learn um, from you guys even and like Madison, you too, of just like there's so much here you guys know about worship and the heart behind it. So I was like, dude, I was so excited. And I'm glad you shared that. It's really true. Um, Because that's the the second thing of that. It must be like gospel focused and Christ centered. Because if I want to worship God and I'm like standing before him like, God, you're so holy. And then you really can't elicit true praise until you see God for you, like through Jesus, like through Jesus, I can see that God is for me and not against me and that's the only time that I can really like worship him like the, the, grace you know when you mm-hmm. see that grace that happens otherwise all these other attributes of God are just scary yeah. <laughs> you know and it's like I can't like in that sense of the gospel just getting the gospel of, like you know Isaiah he's like woe is me of unclean lips and like I can't approach you you know you're, and then you're like he sees the gospel and it just uh, brings out worship so
2: mm-hmm that's really cool yeah and i think to Mm -hmm. kind of play off of that discussion too and that topic is i think that's something that i've personally really desired to see Mm -hmm. especially within our denomination of the apostolic christian church in our worship um is to is for the congregation to set aside time where we are going through those really just those steps of um worship where we're Mm -hmm. uh you know starting with being in awe and then we go to confession Mm -hmm. in a time of prayer and Mm -hmm. just recognition of our sins and Mm -hmm. um yeah and moving on through that story like Mm -hmm. I just told and uh yeah I wish we did that more and I would like to see that more Mm -hmm. in our church I think it's so important um to go through those steps in our daily lives and so why not do it in our worship as well yeah
0: I think it's so easy for worship just to become routine and dull. Like, literally, like, I think this happens so much of I, like, sang a song, and then I'm just, like, I don't remember what I just sang. Do you guys ever do that? Absolutely. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. And so, like, really just dwelling on it, and particularly, dwelling on the gospel message and, like, what it's, what you're, when you're thinking about it. So, really, it's, like, worship requires some level of, like, pursuing this truth, like, I heard um, Mark Streetman, I was just talking to him about this, and he was like, or not worship, but just like the gospel, and he was like, the Christian life isn't about finding all these new and like things, the theology, but just rediscovering the things that we already know. Yeah. And the same thing with worship. It's just like we have to keep rediscovering it and digging for these truths for them to come alive to us. And same thing, like thinking about the words that you're saying when you're singing a song um, is really helpful.
2: Yeah. Can you know. I say one more thing about yeah. that? Yeah, I'd love to hear more, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm curious what your guys' thoughts mm-hmm. are on this and kind of how you approach it, but especially, you know, singing mm-hmm. in a church setting yeah. where, um, you know, we have our setup of we sing a few songs from the hymn books and then we mm-hmm. have a sermon and we sing. and. Um, I'm assuming that's what you're talking about. Yes. Is, you know, you sing a song and then you're you not paying For you about what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, and um, what... What I've learned for myself is very helpful is to not necessarily expect, because I have such a high expectation of sure. worship, you know? Yeah. Um, to not expect that to happen in church. Because uh-huh. um, it probably won't. Um, simply because there's babies screaming and uh-huh. there's people talking all around me as we all sit down mm-hmm. and, you know, we're not really purposely... Mm-hmm. I would challenge us to say yeah. that we're not really purposely sitting to worship God. Yeah. No, I think there's a lot of worship in our in um, like the living our lives level yeah. of obeying God, sitting in yeah. worship with um, friends and family and mm-hmm. singing and um, going through maybe not the motions, but mm-hmm. the ideas of let's have church. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there really has to be intentionality there. And so it's okay to set aside church songs yeah. as those can still be helpful and yeah. absolutely truth filled and, a time maybe for you to more um, just to declare truth. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would assume, I probably shouldn't assume, but I assume that all of the words that we're singing from Mm -hmm. the hymn books are um, gospel filled. And Mm -hmm. um, just to speak those words into life, I think is so important Mm -hmm. um, in the fight against the devil. And Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, for me, that's kind of the perspective I've had to take on so that I don't get so frustrated of, man, I can't get into my mode of worship Mm -hmm. here, you know, while I'm sitting in church. It's that. Yeah. Hopefully Mm -hmm. that makes sense. But
0: yeah. So you're saying that like, like more, is this like an exhortation to like sit down (laughs) and think about it more? Or is it like, (laughs) or (laughs) or is it like lowering our expectations when we come into worship? I think
2: it's more that, that... no, not lowering (laughs) our expectations. I think it's more that if we're wanting worship to be what we're talking about yeah. as far as you know, there's intentionality to it, telling yeah. the gospel, it's God-centered. Um, is that really happening on a Sunday morning? Mm-hmm. Is it?
0: I would say more times than not, it's not happening. It's not. Yeah. And
2: so, as the church, I think really that's our responsibility to then find some other time and be intentional about worship, and to maybe use this time that we're singing in church uh-huh. on a Sunday morning. Um, more is a time to sing together because we're mm-hmm. great singers <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, obviously to praise God with our words and our actions. But if anything, to just declare truth mm-hmm. um, and to not just call that worship and be done. Does that make sense?
0: Sure. Like you're saying like this isn't just our mere worship. Like, right. Yeah. There should be more times. And Absolutely. I agree with that. I think I think if anything, it just demands like a higher... Like, during that time, yes, but then if that, like, it's not just that one time. This is where you see if, like, the true Christian changed life is, like, you're going to come to church, and you're, like, I want to praise as much as I can, you're going to leave church, and you're, like, I want to praise as much as I can, Mm -hmm. and that's why, I mean, I love you guys of, like, your whole lives, you're, like, um, are probably, I don't don't know what your daily lives look like, but, I mean, I assume you guys just break out into song every (laughs) once in a while.
2: (laughs) I do, but they're not all worship songs. Sure, sure,
0: you know, but still... Um, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And
2: I I, don't know if I made sense either. I
0: think... Yeah, I'm starting to understand. And I think like we have that longing of like... That it's not as much as we could give it. You know? It's like we want to give God like this... um, We we want to worship Him. But like there's stuff here. Sin. That's getting in the way. Like there's distractions. Um, And this is the hope I think that... I actually wanted to mention this. um, But I didn't know how to tie it in. But in heaven we'll have restored bodies and so worship won't be boring in ways you know you think of it in like revelation 7 of like they're around the throne room revelations 5 like worshiping god and like we'll do other things there'll be work and um the life just as it is here but without sin um but worship is not going to be boring and like having those restored bodies and all these things um so but and there's so like you're saying there's things that happen here on earth that get in between um fully focusing and worshiping god like we would like to sure tangent but
2: no it's okay can i say one more thing yeah go for it (laughs) um with that thought do you think it's actually worship if Mm -hmm. it's boring if it's not stirring our souls
0: it's a good question. <laughs> um, I would say no. I mean, I think in some regards, yes, because like God gets worship out of. In, in some ways, um, punishing sin. Um, so like this is a very sobering fact. But like even like hell, in some regard, God is getting glory over His justice being exalted.
2: Mm, absolutely. So
0: in the same way that like even just words that we're just singing, in some regard, God is still getting lots of glory. But I also think of, like, Psalm 51, which says, like, you will not not delight in, like, burnt offerings, but a contrite heart you delight in. So I think in the same way, if you come before God and, like, you're just singing, just to sing without thinking about it, and, like, you don't have that broken heart that's, like, broken over your sin and loving God, then in some ways I don't think it's happening. Hmm. I don't know. What are your thoughts?
2: I think the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) I was just curious.
0: Yeah. Um, so I guess leading to the next part of like, um, this heart behind worship, what is the heart behind worship? How, how, like, you know, that's a song coming back in the heart
2: of, I love that song. yeah, it's a great song. Easy to play oh. too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So like, what is the heart behind worship that people should have mm. and that, you know, you, us should have? I did not come. Nice.
1: <laughs> that transition. Um, yeah, no. The the heart of worship is actually something that I really struggle with. Um, because, it's, especially when leading worship, because there's kind of this... Like, it's, it tends to be, at least for me, it tends to be one of two things. Like, either I'm distracted from worship because of my pride and my insecurities. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm doing bad or I'm trying... to Like, I'm aware of, like, oh, are people... Are people really worshiping? Are they enjoying? Am I messing up? Or it's the other side where I feel like I'm doing great hmm. and then my pride's wrapped <laughs> up in like, how it's well so I'm true. doing and how well I'm singing. Um, and God, there's a story about this that where God really got my attention. Um, so me and Dayton have gone to Mexico with the ISU groups a couple times, uh, to Reynosa. Um, and so, the my freshman year, we went. We had a just an absolutely exceptional singing group, um, and sings one of my favorite things. And so, I enjoyed that so much. Um, like I remember, um, I, I specifically remember like thinking like I hope the I hope the missionaries stick around for a little bit so they can hear us sing because we we sound so we sound so amazing, and I was just so wrapped up in, um, in the actual like performance of it you know I'm, I'm not thinking about the words i'm thinking about uh the the cool harmony part i'm trying to work in um and and i'm enjoying it and i'm using the gifts god's given me but i'm still completely missing the point point. and so the next year god got my attention um uh, right before the trip i i got pretty sick um, had a t- had a fever, uh, went to the doctor. Everything. It seemed like everything was okay. It was really weird. I ended up going on the trip, um, and now post-pandemic self ah. is thinking I should never <laughs> have gone on that trip right after being sick. Sure. But I was I was perfectly fine. The the fever and the sickness went away immediately. But what didn't go away is that I lost my voice for the entire trip, mm. and. It was really hard for me of not being able to help lead, not even being able to sing. Um, like
0: it was truly gone. Like I've people sometimes you kind of lose your voice. Like, <laughs> it was gone. Jesse had no. It point. was
1: really it was really bad. Like I could I could still hold a conversation with you, and I'm not typically that talkative of a person anyway. So it wasn't <laughs> it didn't it, it didn't affect the the rest of the trip all that much, but specifically the worship of me just having to. Sit there and listen and and learn how to contemplate the words. Um, yeah, really, really big heart check for me because because like it's something that I'm aware of. You know, we talk about it a lot. Like, are you really worshiping? Are you actually listening to the words? Are you just going through the motion? Blah blah blah. It's like that's something I know, but like it had never really gone into my heart. Uh, mm-hmm. Like it did that trip of realizing, <laughs> like I've been missing the point this whole time, mm. and and that's something that stuck with me. Um, maybe not as much as it's changed the way I. May I, I think it has made me better at worship, yeah. but more than anything else, it may it's made me really aware of when I'm doing it wrong mm. and and trying to get get back on the right track.
0: Yeah. No, I think back to that moment a lot of you saying, yeah, after that, you're like, I understand more like what God really means in our worship and just like the heart behind it. Like all you could do is like maybe hum, but then you're like, that's the, you know, God just wants us to be loving him and putting our thoughts and our emotions towards him. And you're like, you know, not to make myself look good or Whatever with that part of it, or you know, we can have so many other motives uh, with worship, but I love that story. We're gonna finish up and last question What are ways you incorporate a lifestyle worship into your daily routine? And I guess changing it from lifestyle to more like song worship into your daily routine? Are you do you guys? Read hymns in your quiet time.
2: (laughs) No. (laughs) Actually that would probably be really cool. I'm sure there's a lot of beautiful hymns. Yeah, Yeah, I like doing that, Yeah. But no, I've never done that. Okay. (laughs) So you're saying you're saying how do we take song worship? Yeah, like musical worship yeah. into our daily life Yeah, Got and do you have
0: any disciplines that you do uh, I mean I so I guess there are disciplines built in church mm-hmm. that's a discipline church. to go to church and sing a song but do you have any other disciplines in your life that you know mm-hmm. bring that mm. and this might be a dead of a question
1: uh, this is a challenge for me
0: going forward mm-hmm.
2: it's an interesting question because mm-hmm. I think there's disciplines I have as a worship leader Mm -hmm. and then there's disciplines I have as just for worship, for myself, for personal worship. And I've never been asked that question before. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there is a, there's definitely like I have my, I have my 50 minute drive to work Mm -hmm. and back. Like it's a solid commute. Solid. And so there's a there's a need for intentionality there of, you know, what am I listening to? Am I worshiping? Mm. Um, Mm. And, you know, what's queued up on Spotify? Um... And in my desire to, you know, to redeem that time mm-hmm. and use it well, I've, I've almost, there have been times when I've realized that I focus on the musical side of the worship a little bit too much, <laughs> where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm jamming out to, to my hymns and I'm using the gift God's given me, but there's a, there's a clear conviction in my heart where where God's telling me uh like it's great that you're doing this and it's great that you're listening to these words but there's stuff that we need to talk about and mm-hmm. so you really need to turn it off mm-hmm. um and so again wow. like like the we need the music in order to get the words into our heart but the the reason we need to get the words into our heart is so that we apply them like I can be learning all of these songs, but if I never take the time to, uh, to actually apply, you know, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. I'm Mm -hmm. singing, I'm singing that song in order to remind me to have communion with God. Mm -hmm. So just singing that song over and over again, uh, isn't helpful if I don't ever turn it off and actually have that communion with God.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jesse, what you were saying about getting focused on the um, music—I mean, I really don't see it as a, for me, I don't see it as a problem, but I see it more as a distraction for Mm -hmm, sure. um, When it comes to needing to worship, Um, because I'm so music musically Mm -hmm. oriented—not that I can read notes or anything—but it's in my head and in my body and in my heart. So, um, you know, I feel music, and especially when I'm listening to it. Um, And so what I found is really helpful for me, Um, I also have, I mean, I have less of a commute, but I've got 30 minutes to work every day. And um, I kind of have the same experience of, you know, what am I going to fill my time with? Um, What am I putting in my ears? And um, a lot of conversations with God about, okay, time to turn it off and Mm -hmm. let's talk about it. Um, But one thing that really helps me when... Personally, I'm taking time to worship is um, by using songs or you know albums or whatever that are a lot more stripped down musically. Mm-hmm. Um, some examples are I just was looking them up um, are a few albums by All Sons and Daughters, Will Regan, um, I think Mike Donna, he has a few um, that are really good for me because it it's good when the music is stripped because then I can focus more on the words. Um, mm. And yeah, that's really helpful for me. Um, I do take usually like once a month, um, as a discipline for myself, I just take a time of personal worship and Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if I'm supposed to tell anybody this, but I do use the Gridley Fellowship hall without anyone knowing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Gridley Fellowship I'm just kidding. That's (laughs) awesome. I think that's cool. Um, yeah, I know the code to get in, so I usually just go and (laughs) take my headphones and, um... Music is the way I worship God mm. in my own personal life, and so, um, yeah, I take usually about an hour or so just to mm. do that intentionally, um, usually about once a month. And hmm. as a worship leader, I practice, um, not as often as I should, but mm-hmm. I do practice and I constantly I'm making set lists, um, which re- really helps me to kind of think through what songs go good after other songs. And, you know, I think as I think it is biblical to do something the right way. Mm-hmm. And, um, especially that's also a perfectionist thing, yeah, but, um, sure. especially with worship. I mean, I think, Ooh, I forget what book that's in, but there, I think it's Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, first uh-huh. Corinthians, um, we Paul or whoever did Paul write that book?
0: Uh, yeah. I shouldn't know yeah.
2: that. Um, he goes. He actually like takes like a whole chapter just to talk about how worship practically should be set up in the church. Oh yeah yeah. Um, and at the end of it, he says, "Do it all properly yeah. and um, <laughs> do it right. Basically, <laughs> get it right." Y'all aren't doing it right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, for I mean, for me, huh. it's it's a good idea to practice. It's a good idea sure. to think about transitions and you know music musically how can i be least distracting to yeah um people huh. that i'm leading in worship and usually that's by doing the music well yeah um, not being so rammy and jammy all the time so. huh. i never
0: thought about yeah. that and that really is another way you can like minimize yourself in it mm-hmm. and just like bring out god of like this is a consistent flow of worshiping i'm not trying to right. make myself stick out in any way i guess and more so about the worship, so mm-hmm. that's cool. I've never thought about that in terms of Corinthians,
1: because I know you wanted to focus more on the on the music side of mm-hmm. worship. But I was wondering if we could talk a little bit about about uh, worship outside of music, because I feel like if mm. you isolate in order in order to have a sure. proper understanding of it within music, like we need to yes have a little bit better of an understanding of like okay. the overarching umbrella.
0: I like that. So yeah. What do, What do you think? What is like, so, the question, I guess, is you're saying, like, what is a, the lifestyle of worship, or...
2: Worship in all of life. Yeah. Uh, of life. Yeah, I don't know how you say that. I lifestyle mean, worship. Yeah,
0: David Crowder calls it... He had wrote a book called Habits of Praise. I love David Crowder for mm-hmm. a lot of reasons, but he's a type of person of, like... It, the subtitle of the book's like, Praising God and Sushi and Sunsets. So, like, nice. it's one of those things where it's, like, everything is going towards the glory of God. So, not just mm-hmm. the singing but his sushi eating his (laughs) sunset watching these things are worship in a way you know um because everything in the world was created for god's glory and you see that in first corinthians it says whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do all the glory of god and romans it says for through him to him i'm gonna butcher it for through him to him for from him, from him, something. are all things. <laughs> all things are to his glory. And so you see that, of like, they're all pointing towards this. Mm-hmm. and So it's not just worship of song.
1: Yeah, one thing I've been mm-hmm. I've been thinking about a little bit uh, is this, this concept of worship and temptation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Matt, oh. Kaufman's, Matt Kaufman's done Dude, a lot of talk with why that. Why did we not include this? With like ACCFS and yeah. stuff. And he has this idea of... Uh, of worship is the acknowledgement of of us telling God you are good and you are right mm-hmm. and, so, and so a huge way for us to do that is music of like, it's really good for us to like we, we believe it and we have it in our heads but it's really good for us to say it out loud over and over again mm-hmm. but then outside of music where the rubber really meets the road um, a huge area of that is temptation of when, when we're tempted to sin
0: and say work. that God is not good. Exactly. God like, is not
1: right. And and when we're and we when we run from temptation, that's the acknowledge like that's the that's the real acknowledgement. This is me. Mm. This is my declaration to God of, you are good, and you are right. Yeah. And that's and in the end, that's the only reason, we avoid temptation, right? Yeah. Like the reason it's the temptation like, if, if we could logic because like temptations are are. Like you're tempted to do bad things, and typically you can logic out in your head like you know pros and cons, and it would be worse for me to mm-hmm. worse for me to do this, and so I'm not going to do it. but like the real temptation is when those two are really close together, and like you really want it, and so pros and cons aside it come what it comes down to is I'm choosing to avoid temptation or not avoid temptation solely on the merit of what God wants me to do and whether or not I truly believe that God is good and that God is right and that he wants what's best for me. And so it doesn't really feel like, you know, it's, it's different. You don't get a spiritual high off of it. Like you do when you're, uh, mm-hmm. when you're singing a good worship song, Yeah. but, but like, that's the real, the real worship of, of acknowledging God's
2: goodness. Yes. And that's exactly what Romans says. I just mm-hmm. looked it up because that's like the classic mm-hmm. living your whole life in worship in Romans 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual mm-hmm. act of worship, which is exactly what you just explained.
0: Yes. It's your whole life. And it's like you can pick out all those things. And like one one of those things for me, it's a big motivation for me when I'm sharing my faith. Of Like this is an act of worship of like... Saying it's like God, like you're good, and I can, like, I know that you're worth it, and this is true, and it's like motivating for me to like want to share that. And that's a good thought, though. I like, I'm glad you included that verse. Okay. Well, in summary, um, God is worthy of our praise. Um, Psalm 63 says, Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So it's not because it's cool that, you know, maybe to sing some songs, but it's because God is worth it. And he really does live up the hype and, um, it should change your whole life. Um, so cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. Um, I really enjoyed this one and it was really just good for me. I think as people walk away, I just hope they're meditating on it. Just thinking about God and being Christ-centered and how that just can fill them up and change their lives and change how they sing songs and um, all that jazz. Um, Coming up, I want to do a podcast, a QA and a session, so I'm going to leave the link in the description. You guys can check it out. Um, But anyways, yeah, thanks for being on here. Well, we end every episode by saying, and that's how you trust God, bro. And And that's that's how you you trust trust God, bro.